Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule. As always, I legitimately do not know what to say. Like, usually I can have like a little witty intro, some kind of joke. I am at a genuine loss right now i i don't know what to say because it got worse how could it have gotten worse but it did we jinxed it again i think i said in the last episode i was like i I don't know if this can get much worse well it it did get worse we we just gotta stop saying it it's gonna be terrible for the abs we're we're reverse jinxing this like the abs are terrible they're they're tanking for bedard at this point like there's no hope in the season anymore um i'm going for the straight reverse jinx because we've tried to be positive um, and it's not worked. Our luck has not worked for us when it comes to that. So we just got to be, I think, negative Nancy's this whole episode and maybe we'll be proven wrong. I mean, you don't have to reach very far to get that right <laughs> now. Uh, the avalanche lose five, three of the Philadelphia flyers. And that is the least important news of the day. The avalanche have Nathan McKinnon get hurt in the first period after about four minutes of game time for him leaves the game does not return few hours before we hit record announced McKinnon is going to miss approximately four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The one, there are three players that could not have gotten hurt in this game. And one of the three got hurt with McKinnon. Um, it didn't look like much. Uh, it looked just like a normal hit. Uh, I mean, was it Lawton or Konechny who did it? I think it was Scott Lawton at, I'm not even convinced that's where it happened. Yeah. Like, it didn't even look like anything. Cause the, the time you really saw it was when he took that shot and just keeled on over. Cause it really didn't look like that's where it happened. I'm not doubting that it did, but it just looked like such a nothing little thing. Yeah. It looked like a nothing little thing. I remember you were just getting home and you missed like two minutes of the game. And I texted you and you go, what the fuck? I missed like two minutes of the game and we already got a fucking guy hurt. Um, there was two goals already. And you're just like, Hey, McKinnon just got hurt. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. I missed five minutes. Yeah. It, it, it was bad. Um, and with McKinnon out, you have to assume there he sets upper body. I wouldn't be shocked if he like bruised a rib or pulled his oblique or something like that. 
So maybe he gets back quicker than that. I don't know. Like you could just tell even in the fan base, we were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this is insane. Like this just can't be happening. And it reciprocated in the team's effort because they got dominated by a very bad flyers team. Once McKinnon got hurt, It, it was, it was bad. Like they, they gave a good effort at the end of the game, but you, you can't, they're humans. When you see your best player, one of your best players get hurt and not return to the game. Of course, the bench is going to sag a little bit. Like you literally have nothing. You have Miko Ranston left and that's it of your top six forwards. That's it. Yeah, That's it. He is currently right now the only survivor of opening night top six and not, not even including Landeskog on that list as well. McKinnon's down, Lekkinen's down, Rodriguez is down. Ta- like it's such a, I, it's like, a shit show right now. I can't believe it. I yeah, it's a shit show. Cannot believe it. What I said the entirety of last episode. What do you do? Like you can't do anything about this. Uh, yeah, of course the the air is let out of the building and on the bench when one of the few guys that you simply cannot tolerate an injury to goes out five minutes in. And I I thought after that that they played not terrible but Carter Hart was playing out of his mind for the most part. It's just everything in this game that could have possibly gone wrong did. It, it did. And I, I agree. I don't think the Avs played terrible, but you're talking, it's an AHL lineup playing in the NHL. And even the worst teams in the NHL, like the Flyers are, if you're facing an NHL caliber goalie, who's playing as well as Carter Hart played in that game, you're not going to win with the guys we have hurt. You're just not going to. No, and you see the difference between a good AHL team. Like, this team would dominate the American Hockey League. For oh, sure. yeah. At, and a, a bad NHL team. The Flyers are a bad team. And even then, this was neck and neck. The Flyers had a clear edge. Yep. And it's there's nothing. I don't hold it against the guys that are out there right now. It's just we did not think we'd be, what, game 22 into the season? And we're having Charles Houdon play top, top six minutes. Yeah, and have that be a legitimate option because he was playing well after one game in Philly where he actually did play really well. I really yeah. like how Charles Udon played. He is now playing with Miko Rantanen and Alex Newhook on the top line. That That is not the top six, the top line. That is the only line left with any sort of scoring threat. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It, it's really not good. And I, for one, am terrified of the game against Boston today. I'm not, I'm not terrified at all. What are we going to do? Are we going to win that game? If we do, I, I, you know what? I'm going to do it. If we win this game, I I will buy a a follower Jersey. If we do, because I, I just don't see any realistic scenario where we beat the Boston Bruins tonight. There's just, we played them a week ago, granted still very injured. Now we are more injured. And going up against the same team. Yeah. I'm sorry if me being the paragon of optimism that I usually am is not coming through right now. Coming off of their first home loss, they're going to play so fucking well. And the only hope the Avs have is if like all of Boston's team gets COVID. That that's really it. Like really the only thing we can do right now is just hope we get games rescheduled. Yeah, some somebody with a wrench find the water mains in the arenas, snap, and just pull a Nashville. Take one for the team. Take your I don't even trespassing and defacing public property charges. We need someone to step up here. Yeah, we we need someone to do something here. Um, and also because, for, yeah. any law, for any law entities listening, that is a parody. I'm not actually advocating for people to commit crime. This cannot be used against me in the court. <laughs> because what seemed like a very good part of the schedule now becomes like, I mean, let's be real. We're, there's a 0.5% chance we beat Boston tonight. It, 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 we are going to lose against Boston. Winning that game would be a miracle. And now looking ahead at these other games, like games against the Flyers and the Sabres coming up are dogfights. Like yeah. those are, you've got to find a way somehow to sneak some points out of yeah. here. You don't but have another choice. Can you imagine this lineup going against Igor Shosturkin on Friday against the Rangers? 
so this is so Shesterkin's gonna have like a twelve save shutout. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I don't know about that with the Rangers defense. But... Yeah, but I I just it's it's bad right now, guys. It, it it's really bad. Uh, you're looking at McKinnon potentially being back January fifth. He's going to miss games against Boston, the Rangers, Nashville, St. Louis, L.A., and Toronto and Vegas. That's that's just the games that you would think. If the Avs are even somewhat healthy, I think they have a chance in those games. Without any of these pieces coming back, I give us a 2% chance of winning any of those games. They're, they're underdogs. The, the good news, if there is any, is that over the course of the next two and a half weeks, we have one road game. Yeah. Almost all of these games are in Colorado. The only one on the road is the one on Sunday against the Blues. After that, you have five straight home games against one team that is currently in a playoff position, and that is the New York Islanders. Everybody else is currently out. Philly, Buffalo, Nashville, the Islanders, and the Canadians. If there is any shot to come out of this treading water, you need to go 500 in that stretch. I would say if they go 500, that's a win. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, that's a, that's a win. But you yeah. need to do that to come out of here just in the wild card picture. If they can win, I, I honestly, man, I think if they can win, like, five games in December, that that will be a win. That'll be a win. Absolutely. Yeah, you take you take five wins this month with this lineup 100% you do that's going five and seven that's what that record is. you're going five and seven which is very far from the ab standards but if you can do that and just hover around and by the time january rolls around you're talking about landis cog coming back it looks like val's progressing towards coming back in the next couple of weeks byram we still don't know helm is skating again like there isn't like a small glimmer of like hope at the end of the tunnel um but you also have to survive those games without other people getting fucking hurt and because as we've seen and as we wait for people to come back it's not like people just magically stop getting hurt yeah like it's it's just going to be a grind and really the only way i can see the abs doing this they're going to need a much better performance out of alexander georgiev when he's playing games because we can be quite frank about it in the philadelphia game he wasn't good he, this was his first like game where you were like, he probably cost us that game because yeah. like you said, the abs with how banged up they were against Philadelphia money puck says they win that game 70, like 67% of the time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think they played awful. I mean, Philly definitely took advantage of some things. There were goals that went in on Georgiev in this game. You just get one save. You get that two goal comeback in the third period and you get a yep. point in this game, which right now would be a very very valuable point yes and ever ever since we had the episode after dallas which aptly titled georgie vesna he's been okay yeah. and th- this one he was meh at best he was meh like the i think it was d'angelo's goal you, you got to make that save like I, I get there's a person in front but that puck was not tipped like he just missed it man he's got to make that save the last one where i think the flyers went four one like it didn't help that the Flyers were getting every single bounce known to mankind in this that game. That was an incredibly lucky bounce. Yeah, like it bounced right to fucking uh, Owen Tippett, and it was just an easy goal. Like there was nothing you were going to do on that one, but the D'Angelo one. I mean, the second goal they got, like Jason Megna, who we haven't even mentioned yet, we'll get to that a little bit later. He misplays that whole situation. Like he. He knows that the guy's shooting for a rebound and he lets the guy get in inside position on him. It's an easy goal. Like your gift did his job. He needs his defense to do the job for him and get that puck out. I'd also say on that second goal, he did this more than once in this game. And this time it ended up in the back of that on those odd man rushes. He needs to control those rebounds. He was sending them right into the death zone. And that shot from Farabee goes right to Lazinski with a wide open net. Like I get it. The defense needs to come through and prevent that from happening. That's step one. Step two, if you have the opportunity to make the save and kill the rebound, you you have to do it. The Flyers did that three times in that game. They missed the net the other two times. If they scored on that, they would have two more goals in these games. But yeah, Megna needs to make that play. 
I didn't love the rebound control. The D'Angelo goal, I get it. There's guys in front, but you need to make save. You, you make save. You just needed one more yeah. save in this game. He finishes the night at in 879. His total for the season's been brought down to a paltry 920. But ever since we've had the Dallas talk where he was a 976 save percentage, made 41 saves. It was a 783 against the Jets where they got shut out 5-0, 857 against the Sabres in the game they won, and an 879 in this game against the Flyers. This is going to happen over the course of an 82-game season. It is going to take more than three games for me to go from Vesna conversation to literally unplayable, which is more than most people can say when it comes right. to reacting to goalies. But the Avalanche need goaltending right now more than they ever have. And a month ago, they got fantastic goaltending that stole them games, games they should not have won with the lineups that they were icing. We need that net more now. Yes. And sub 900 is simply not going to cut it. It's not fair. You shouldn't have to pin this much on one player, but that is just the reality. It's going to have to be right now. You are not going to get six goals a night that are going to bail you out. You're just not. You need to keep them to under three most nights. I would argue even you got to keep them at two. Yeah. Like, say, if you have a shot to win. Yeah. Three is the utter maximum, and even then, you're probably not pulling those out. Yeah, I mean, overtime losses are going to be wins in my books at yeah. this point. Like any, it, it's... any point that you can get is a complete and utter win. Because again, yeah. like, do do you want me to read this list? Read them off. I know it's updated. I know you did it last episode, but you got to read off the updated one. So we can start with the big Kahuna. Nathan McKinnon is out four weeks. Gabe Landeskog is still out and is projected for mid-January-ish. He's skating again, though, which is good. He's skating, but we've seen guys be skating for two months sometimes. Nachushin sure. is progressing, but there is no indication that he is coming back in the next couple of games. He's still going to be missing some time. Evan Rodriguez, similar boat, probably end of the month, January-ish. We're like, what, two weeks? We're at least a week and a half into when he got hurt, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how... Yeah. That's how fast this is added up. Yeah. Lekkinen was one game ago, and it are, it already feels like it's been a month. Lekkinen's on that list as well. Helm is progressing, but still no indication that he's anywhere close. Shane Bowers, like he, he broke his arm. We're not going to see yeah. him anytime soon. John Luke Foodie did not play in this game. You can add him to that list too. Didn't even mention that earlier. Foodie did not play after the the hit he took against Bot. Really hard to pinpoint where that one happened. NHL player safety. Thanks a lot. Josh Manson, week to week. Bo Byram. It's been a He's while. He's got to be getting close. He's, He's got to be getting close. We're talking on three weeks right now. Until I see the actual tweets that say progress is being made. He's on the ice. He's getting close. We just generally have no idea. It could be next week. It could be January. We it could it could be tomorrow. Yeah, it could be tomorrow. Week to week is just a, a cruel mistress. You have absolutely no idea. And the biggest one, the one we are missing the most right now, more than anybody, Curse McDermott is still out. And yeah, that's that, a heartbreaking that one. We missed out on a Delorier fight. We missed out on him versus Delorier, but yeah. it, it it's just it's it sucks right now. I get why Avs fans would be panicking because it's it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, you're, you're talking, you're, you're icing half an AHL lineup. But until the Avs are dead, I, I just don't see a situation where they can't rally make the playoffs because it's not like these guys are out months at right. a time. And it's also like, are, right now the Avalanche are in the second wild card in terms of points, points percentage wise, they are third in the central. I think we have to maybe adjust some expectations a little bit. It is no longer to win the central. You just have to make the dance. We don't know how long these injuries are going to take. We don't know. We don't know how bad this is going to get because this might not be the worst of it. Still, the abs are going to lose games coming up. They're not going to win a ton of games. They're going to lose games, and there's going to be a point where we are down in the standings. Once we get to January, once we get to the all-star break, guys are going to start coming back. That's when the work has to start. We'll see what the deficit is going to be at that point. Because I'm not 
ruling out that they're still going to win the central. I still think that is a possibility. The goal right now is just to make it manageable. Give if them we, if we're 10 points back, that's a win. Yeah. If out of a playoff spot, I'd say that's a little farther than you'd like to be, but for the Avs absolutely doable. Not even a problem. You just right now considering everything, you are icing an AHL team. If you are third in the central at the end of the season, Nobody's going to hold that over your heads, especially if you're healthy and walk into Dallas and steamroll them. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. I mean, it's, I think these injuries happen so early in the season that it's, it's not the end of, if this had happened in like February, if, oh, if I'd be were, freaking the we fuck were out. Talking, and this is March right now. And these are carrying over into the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm pre-writing the end of season script. Yeah. Like that's, there's nothing you can do at that. There's point. nothing you do, but they did happen early. The Avs played, a grueling i mean i wouldn't even say grueling they just dominate everyone in the playoffs but they still played all the way into july and that, they, they that, that that's a factor they had yeah. to fight for it at the end i know they went 16 and 4 but in game 6 that team was in pain they yeah. were suffering and they pulled it out yeah they they pulled it out that has to be a factor and i got to give kudos to tampa bay for the fact that they did this three straight years like that's pretty fucking impressive um, granted, one of two of them were COVID, but but we'll, we'll not digress into that. But uh, it's it's impressive that these guys have been able to hold on. Um, and I have complete faith in this team. We know Jared Bednar is a fantastic coach, and like we talked about in this Philly game, the Abs outplayed the Flyers for a majority of this game. It's just Carter Hart was fantastic, yeah. and the fact that the Abs played this well against the Flyers with I. I I mean, that has to be deflating to lose your star player. It has to be. Yeah, like, like, you have to be psychologically banged up from that. Um, and they rallied. I, they gave a valiant effort. The score could have been a lot uglier than it was. But two late goals by – I mean, that goal by Miko Rantanen was disgusting. It's going to be forgotten because – It is, it it is the happened. most wasted goal of the season. Yeah. In any other circumstance – that is one of the best goals of the year. He drove and, through the entire Flyers defense and went upstairs on Carter Hart to cut the lead to two with yeah. two minutes left. It was such a pretty goal, and we're never, ever going to talk about it ever yeah. again. You get the new hook goal less than a minute later. All of a sudden, it's four to three, and now we're all sitting close. Like, are they actually going to do this? Oh, no. Okay, 40 seconds later, empty net goal to make it five to three. The game looks closer than four to one at that point, but it was, it was a gutsy effort to the end. Alex Newhook picks up two goals. Hopefully this starts up something for him. He's going to have to play 20 minutes a night. Like well, we're going to see whether Alex Newhook is legit or not, because he is going to be a first line center. Yeah. He played 23 minutes in this game and he played six thirty-two on the power play. The power play unit was hilarious last night. <laughs> Once McKinnon went out and that was very funny. Yeah. Just who we had out there. <laughs> It's just absolutely ridiculous the the amount of players that we have out and we we just have to survive for the next little while and we're gonna see what this team is made of over the next little bit or at least what the depth guys are made of for the most yeah. part. <laughs> we'll see just how much Kale McCarr and Miko Ranton can single handedly carry a team full of the Colorado Eagles and most of your fourth liners. Yep. We're going to see. We're going to see Logan O'Connor playing 22 minutes a game. I mean, he's can't argue with it. He deserves it <laughs> at this point. There's really no one else in front of him and he's playing just fine. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to do my classic little bit and see if I can spin this optimistically. Yep. The big picture. Like you said, the Avalanche just went to the Stanley Cup final. That is a very mentally and physically taxing experience. Yes. You get a lot of these guys like Landeskog to start their season in January. You give McKinnon some time off. These guys are going to be refreshed for the home stretch of the season and all warmed up, assuming everything goes well for April when the playoffs start instead of having to gruel through an 82 game season after playing over a hundred games last year. Now they get to start their season, maybe a little later, obviously for some guys like McKinnon, they've already played for the entirety of this season, but they get to refresh. 
They get to come back later. They're going to have fresher legs than a lot of guys in the NHL. If you just make the dance, the all you need to do the possibilities are limitless. And also, and we're gonna- think of the post trade deadline team. That's that is my challenge to all of you right now. Just picture the trade deadline, picture everyone back from injuries, and remember right now what these lineups looked like and look back on this in March. Once we have that post-trade deadline team, I just, I just want you to look back on it. But right now, we got to get there first. This is the hardest part of the season right now. A lot of our games are at home. It's not a super tough schedule on paper. This, as bad as it has been, could be worse somehow. We could be getting stuck with a massive road trip against a bunch of playoff teams. This could still be worse. It's not going to be good, but we have a shot at getting out of this. We have a shot, and that's why I'm not panicking. Like it's it it sucks right now. It sucks. These games are going to be very hard to watch, and I don't blame you if you don't watch them. But we're going to watch them for you. We'll break them down. Um, it could not be a worse opponent to face going into this first stretch with the Boston Bruins because we've already seen this story. We, we saw it in Boston. Maybe the Avs have a little bit more of a chance because they'll be able to match lines, but what line are you going to match against Boston at this point? Um, it's going to be tough. If the Avs can get a point out of this game, Jared Bednar should win coach of the year. <laughs> well, he should already just because he is the best coach in the league, but that's not what the award is. See, what I want from this game is I don't I don't care what the score is. I want the Bruins to go into their post-game interviews absolutely pissed. I want the I want the Avs to do what the Bruins do. I want them to just annoy the shit out of them. I don't care if you take 20 penalties. I'm being dead serious here. Get under their skin and make life absolutely miserable for them. Because you're you're not gonna beat them head to head. You're just not. This is not the avalanche anymore. You're not gonna be able to go up against David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, and Patrice Bergeron in a line matchup and come out on top. You're not going to be able to do it. So get in Marchand's face. Piss him off a little bit. Get the scrums going in front of the net. Like This is this is how you have to play when things are like this. You're not going to be able to outskill teams. You're not going to be able to outscore them. It feels weird to say something like this. Play cheap. Play dirty. That's how you got to do it sometimes. It's, it's how you got to do it, and I... I, we haven't seen like the scrappy abs in a while. It's going to be. Um, I'd, I'd it, like to see it. I want to see Alex Newhook get in someone's face. I don't know if he will, especially after he took that puck to the face. Um, but it's going to be. It, that's the only chance they have. Like this is this is a game where you miss Curtis McDermott because if Curtis McDermott was playing this game, he'd probably fight like four times. And like yeah, they, just, they, the reps would have to physically remove him from yeah. the ice. And also you can't remove Curtis McDermott from anywhere that he wants to be. Yeah. So that in itself would just be fun to watch. Right. Like this is a Curtis McDermott. I'd love to see him go after Charlie McAvoy and just fuck him up because what Bednar said is I, I appreciate what Bednar said on that radio show where he was like, what, what happened to Lekin? He got hurt on that play by, uh, I forget like the transcript. But he was like, yeah, McAvoy pulled him down after the whistle. Like, it was a dirty play. He didn't say it was a dirty play, but he 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 kind of pointed you in the trail that it was a dirty play. And I remember watching it live. I was like, how the fuck is that allowed? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, I would love to see someone fight Charlie McAvoy. I don't imagine McAvoy fights anyone no, because they're not going to do that. That's what yeah. they have, like Nick Foligno and, yeah. and Trent Frederick for and everything. But I don't care. Get in someone's face and make this game as irritating as possible for the Boston Bruins. You're not going to win this game. You're not. Unless Georgiev or Frankie puts up an once-in-a-lifetime goaltending performance, which is possible. They can do. And you win this game 2-1. to The odds are stacked against you. So just send a message now that playing against the Avs, even when they're this wounded, is not going to be a fun experience for you. This would be one of the few times I'd want John Tortorella as my coach because he would just have got he would just have five guys in front of the net and they'd just be blocking dummies at this point. Like that that's what he'd do. Um but I, I, I trust I'm, their I'm, I'm holy shit, Shane Wright just scored. Shane Wright just scored his first goal. 
Oh, good for him. Yeah. I'd be kind of scared of of shot blocking at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Most <laughs> at this point, yeah. It's shot a delicate it's a good. delicate balance of be an awful person on the ice. Also, please do not get hurt. Yeah, my my only goal in this Boston game is that Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, or Miko Rantanen doesn't get hurt. That that's my only mission in this. Getting game. getting out of this game without further injuries, which would be two less than we got when we played Boston last time, yep. because just that's allowed for some reason. That's a win in itself, and just I want them to be irritating. I want them to be water bugs. I want them to be gnats every time there's a Bruin on the ice. I don't care if the score is five to nothing in the first period. Do what Marchand does on his face off. Do what he did to food. Give him a little can opener and tell him to fuck off. Do something. Like it, it's all I want in this game is just like if we can survive not being embarrassed and we just keep it somewhat competitive, that, that's a win for me in this game. Yeah. And it's a very weird thing to say about the Avs because we, we've been spoiled that it's just like the abs are so fucking good, but at this point, it's really you have to, you have to make the game ugly. You yeah. have to. We have to face reality. The abs are not good right now. This team that they are icing right now is not good. There are no players here. It is Kale McCarr, Devontae's, and Miko Rantanen, and everybody else right now. There is. Nobody else outside of their goalies that they can hope can carry them to a single game miracle performance. I mean, you can't plan for these types of injuries. Like it, it's actually absurd how many injuries this team has had. Like there's no GM who's this who has a team this deep. It's just not. It's not you physically you possible. Do not lose ten players and say you're fine. You're not. If anything. The Avs are probably one of the better suited teams for this. You look at Boston. You think Boston surviving this? Absolutely not. No. I mean, we saw what happened with Vegas last year. I mean, the guys who have come up outside of guys like Jason Megna, who we'll just get this over. Jason Megna got put on waivers, got claimed by Anaheim. Like why? Why? Um, which I, I didn't realize it until you told me when we were sitting there. Like Anaheim has the first dibs on waivers. Like yeah. they claimed him with the first, like, Waiver claim. Uh, nothing against Jason. 15 points and they're a minus 46 goal differential. I don't know what they see in Jason Megna that's going to stop that. Yeah. Help you get Bedard. I mean, I guess the goal is to get Bedard, which I guess Megna helps in that category. I don't know. This just seems like a nothing waiver pickup. Like even in a time this desperate for the abs, I just saw that went. That's funny. Like it's we lost a depth guy, and granted, he hasn't been very good. Um, I'd argue he's been detrimental. These last yeah, years. I said I haven't noticed him. I noticed him against the Flyers. And yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's not been good. They also placed Galchenyuk on waivers. He cleared waivers. Another guy who I I wouldn't say he hasn't lived up to expectations, but I loved your tweet when you said, "Oh, this is why Alex Galchenyuk's been on six teams in six yeah, years." Like, I'd say he has not lived up to expectations. I'd go as far as to say he's been bad. Oh, he's been real bad. Yeah, he's been taking – he took two penalties in eight minutes last night. He played eight minutes against the Flyers, took four minutes of penalties, has not done anything offensively, and is just an absolute nightmare defensively. I can see why he was available this late. I still have hope that we can turn it around from and turn him into something. But the fact that he's already been put on waivers and probably still going to stick around because look around, there's nobody here. We need to play players. But the fact that he already went through all 32 teams desks and no one touched him is indicative. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into big payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, 
how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. Um, I honestly, at this point, a guy we've kind of forgotten about with all these call-ups, like, you have to think Ben Myers is coming back. You have to at this point because who who else do you have at center? And he's doing he got, he was hurt when he got sent down to the HL first. He's come back. He hasn't been terrible, but it's you have to call him up at this point. You have to. I mean, he's been fine with the Eagles. He has five points in nine games. I've liked how he's looked with the Eagles in certain games. But, like, who are your options at this point if you're calling people up? Like, you've got Sampo Ranta, Oscar Olauson, Mikhail Maltsev, and Ben. Maltsev's hurt. Yeah. So, scratch Maltsev off of there. Yeah. Just assume that they're – if you're talking about somebody, you should just always check if they're hurt first when you're yeah. talking about the abs. So, yeah, you got Ranta, Olauson, Myers, and technically Bleed just got sent down. He's They're just going to bring him back. Paper yeah. transaction. You don't have the room to just be sending a guy like Bleed down, even if he hasn't been effective. The list is getting thin, and you have to think that Ben Myers, who made the team at a training camp, is going to get another look. Yeah, he has to at this point. Um, so you got to think Ben Myers is coming back, and that's at least something. Um, <laughs> it's something at this point. And he has an NHL experience while it's limited. I, I, I think you have to bring Ben Myers up. I didn't hate the way Sampo Ranta played. This may actually be like a perfect scenario for him to come up because he's going to play more than eight minutes. He's going to. Like at this point, he he has to. So while these injuries suck and we're going to lose a bunch of games, if you can get guys like Ben Myers, Alex Newhook, we already kind of saw what he can do with more minutes. He looked really good against Philadelphia. He's looked good since he's been kind of elevated. And there's no place for them to go. Like they have to play. They simply have to play. So this could be a not a blessing in disguise because obviously you'd love to have these guys, but – you're going to get some of these guys some more ice time and they'll play at the NHL level and maybe you find a diamond in the rough. I don't know. I mean, we saw it with the Kings last year when Dowdy got hurt, they brought up Sean Dursey and Dursey was not really considered to be super like projected to be great, but he's, he's a top four defenseman for him now, even yeah. after Dowdy's back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impossible to call when you have 10 guys out, anything a blessing in disguise, but you, you just have to make the most of what you've got right now. And these are the guys that you're going to have for the next little bit. You might as well see what they can do. Like, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to lose? You're going to, you're probably going to lose most of these games, whether you play them on the fourth line or you play them on the top line. You might, might as well. well just see what they can do with elevated minutes, get them some of that experience. And again, just see what they can do. I mean, Charles Houdon played one good game against the Flyers and is now going to get top line minutes until someone else gets them at this yeah. point. Again, we really brushed over this. Charles Houdon was really good against the Flyers. He had an amazing shift in the first period that everyone was talking about. The play that sticks out to me, though, was early in the third period. We're down four to one and Rantanen's on the ice, gets a shot towards the net and Houdon is diving towards that crease. He gets a rebound on there and he spins around and pokes it for another rebound attempt. Like that guy is someone who's given it his all right now because he knows he's not going to get another shot at yeah. this. You got guys like Martin Kaut who need to do the same thing. And Kaut was back for the first time for being sick, so I'm not going to hold that Philly game against him, but he's going to have as good a chance as anyone to fucking make some plays. This is the time for Martin Kaut to prove that he can stick around because – this is not like, oh, you're an extra and you're going to play fourth line minutes. You are you are playing significant minutes, and we need more than three points in 17 games. Yep, and I, I think he can. He has the talent to do it. If Martin Kelt looks at this, even if you can't stick with the abs, this is your chance to prove to an NHL team that you can stick. Because like, when your contract's up, you can go find another place to play. Um, so I, I hope it works out for him. Uh, this is going to be a brutal stretch. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this is going to be an absolutely brutal stretch of avalanche hockey. Probably the toughest we've seen since the 48 point season. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Like it's, 
it's getting to the territory. Do you remember when we had Sven Andragetto playing big minutes? Like we're at that territory again. Like it's this is not due to the team not being talented. This is due to the fact that your entire team's fucking hurt. I mean, what what I wouldn't give for some Sven Andragetto right now. You know, I, I wonder love, what he's doing now. You know, I loved me some Sven Andragetto back in the day. That was my guy. He scored the biggest goal in Game Five against the the Predators. Wonder what Gabriel Bork's up to. I'm sure he's out there. I'm Get sure. a guy like Gabriel Bork, Sven Andragetto. I'm sure we could talk Carl Soderberg into coming out of retirement. We could we can definitely talk <laughs> some of these guys into coming back for sure. Like, do you think honestly at this point right now that the Coyotes are a better team than the Abs right now? I mean, they're not playing awful. Like the Coyotes are probably the worst talented team in the NHL, but they've they're playing hard. Like it's it's a uh it's 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 a discussion you can have because like we talked at the earlier part of the show, it's it's the Colorado Eagles in the Colorado Avalanche uniform. Like that, that's what this team is right now. And even a bad NHL team is better than most AHL teams. Who is Mateus Maselli on the Coyotes and how does he have 17 points? I like him. Good for him, man. Who is this? I have no idea. Who is this? I, I have not watched a Coyotes game since their first game in Mold Arena. This is the first time I have ever heard of this person in my life, and he has 17 points in 21 games. That's not real. That Maybe the, I need to pick him is, up in fantasy. That is the Mandela effect. That is <laughs> someone made in a lab, and they made up these stats, and they thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. But anyway, my point was going to be, who do you want as your second line right now? Do you want... I don't even I don't even know what our second line is right now. Cogliano, O'Connor, and Comfer. Is that our second line right now? I think it has to be. Yeah. They they could argue be top line. Like yeah. would want... you be shocked? Would you be shocked if they move like Comfer down and put Miko with Cogliano and Logan O'Connor? I wouldn't be shocked by anything at this point. They're probably gonna do multiple things in the same games. But I was gonna say, do you want Mateus Maselli, Travis Boyd, and Nick Schmaltz as your second line? Oh, I would 100% take that. Probably, yeah. yeah. Even though I have never heard of Mateus Maselli until this moment, he is now my favorite Coyote of all time. I just picked him up in fantasy. Did you actually? Yeah. No, you didn't. I, I, I placed a waiver claim for him. Oh, okay. You placed a waiver claim. That's different. Yeah. No one else is going to pick him up. You didn't know who he was until five minutes ago. <laughs> I, get, I get all of those notifications when people pick up people. So I looked at that, but... Anyway, point being, the Coyotes and Avalanche right now would be a very fun game. It would be an awesome game. <laughs> they do play later in the year. Yeah, they, they do. do. Or like later this month. So yeah, what seemed like a sure win may not be a sure win anymore. Yeah, but might, might be game of the season. Game yeah. on the 27th return from Christmas break at Mullet Arena against the Arizona Coyotes might end up being a very fun game. Fun game. I, it's they're playing in a college arena, so might as well have some college level players Get playing. Some in college game. level players in there for Logan O'Connor. It'll feel like home. Yeah. So I I guess my biggest point of this episode and where like I think Avs fans need to feel mentally is yeah we've been dealt a very very tough card and a very tough hand, but if you're looking at it with glass half full, it's December. We're talking about these injuries on December 6th. They are going to get healthy. They are going to get these guys back. None of these guys are out for the year. It's not like your caps where you're playing the game of, will they return this year? You're not playing that game. I'm just these, going through it right now. Man. Yeah. Like, your caps are playing good hockey, by the way. So um, Thank you. they're battling back. But you just have to kind of weather the storm. It's early in the year. Everyone's going to panic, and that's fine. You have every right to be a little worried right now but i trust jared bednar to figure out what works best for the team he is given and he will figure something out to keep this team afloat we are not going to be competing for first in the central right now what you're only hoping for is that this team alexander georgiev pavel Francos, can get back to where they were a week ago two weeks ago playing goalie and just play a defensively sound game. And the abs have to figure out they cannot go to the box more than twice in a game. No. They absolutely cannot. Like Alex Galchenyuk, you've got to cut down the penalties. John Luke Foody, you can't be taking penalties. Yep. You're taking more than three penalties a game. You are in deep, deep shit. You gave up yes. two to the Flyers who had scored one power play goal 
in their last, I don't even know how many games, but they gave up two. Granted, bad goal by Georgiev, incredibly lucky bounce for Owen Tippett, but the Flyers still went two for three on the power play against you. Imagine doing that to Boston. We did it to Boston. Luckily, they only scored one goal, but that's the key is, is you cannot go to the box and you need your goalies to play some solid games. You're going to need – it's going to be tough because you're going to need Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, and Sam Gerrard to create offense, but they also need to be worldly when it comes to defensive hockey. Like, this is the only way – because we've said it. The Avs are not going to score more than 2.5 goals during the stretch. It's With all the players out, you are going to have to win defensive slugfests, and I am going to bet the under in every single game. Yeah. Because that is the only chance the Avs have at winning. Yeah. The only chance. And when these guys come back healthy, like we said, Val's skating, Darren Helm's skating, Landy is skating. Uh, you have hopefully Byram back. Like this team's going to be fine. It's just right now it is in full survival mode. Yeah. You're going to need essentially perfect games. You're going to need perfect execution from guys playing well above their station. You're going to need... Kale McCarr to be probably at least putting up a point a night at absolute least. And then the plus Rantanen's going to have to be carrying the load offensively and on the power play. And even after all that, you're celebrating if you have three goals at the end of the night, like this is, this is just the reality that we're going to have to live in for probably the rest of the month. At least you're probably going to get one or two guys back before the end of the month. You might get Val back sooner than later. His timetables coming up on four weeks at this point. And hopefully from there, everything can just turn around and slowly, but surely like right now, I am not worried about playoff positioning at all. All that matters is that you are within striking distance after the all-star break that's when we can start to have those conversations again. The only time it even becomes fair to judge this team. You can't judge this team right now because it's not the avalanche. It's the Eagles with Kale McCarr and Rantanen on it. Yep. And we saw it last year with Vegas. They started out strong and they had all their injuries later in the season and they just never could get back on track. The abs are in a, then they were right there. Yeah. Even then they were right there. If they, could score one shootout goal they would have been in the playoffs last year one shootout goal in three games they could have they were what when did the sharks the sharks score with like 0.8 seconds to tie that game and yeah, they, they ended up losing they scored at the horn and won like an eight round shootout like logan yeah. thompson led in like three shootout goals in three games and they lost all of them all three so that's even with that and we know this abs team when they're together they're not going to have to create chemistry this team knows how to play together. You brought back a majority of the team. They just have to survive. They just have to survive. And I have complete faith they will. This part of the season fucking sucks. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This part sucks. If this is the sacrifice for winning a Stanley Cup, I'm willing to go through it. Um, because I will never take back that night in July. That was one of the greatest days of my life. Um, and if this is the sacrifice we have to suck for a little bit, that's fine. Because when this team gets healthy... Watch the fuck out. Watch the fuck out. Yeah. And, you know, and going back to the playoffs as well, this is going to be getting a lot of your depth options ready if things go wrong in the playoffs, because they will. Things are going to go wrong in the playoffs. Someone big is going to get hurt. And one of these guys that is playing big minutes right now is going to be relied on to play an important role. Correct. Everything fits into a system. Everything comes together in a certain way. Right now, we are paying our penance for winning one of the easiest Stanley Cups in history. We went 16-4, and which I cannot emphasize enough how absolutely insane that is. And right now, we are preparing ourselves to try and win again. This is the adversity that you have to face sometimes to remind yourself that you are mortal. And the abs are going to look very mortal over the next little while. It's really going to hurt them in the standings as long as as they make it. That's all that matters. I don't care if you're the second wild card or you battle all the way back to win the central, you just have to make it there. Cause we've seen, we saw with Vegas, it's not a guarantee that you do make it. I have no doubt that they're going to make it, but it's not a guarantee. We saw it with Vegas. We saw it in, in 2017 with Tampa Bay. They were a great team. They could not stay healthy and they missed by one point. 
Because right now, a lot of these points might not seem important, but if you are giving up a late goal in regulation, if you're not playing well and you give up a point, these points still matter down the stretch. Because you also can't guarantee that things are going to go right towards the end of the season as well. You don't have a crystal ball. You can't see into the future. They're going to have to play hard. They're going to have to battle and fight for every point because those points are going to matter. And then when this team is healthy, they're not going to be operating on the same runway as everyone else. We're not going to be as patient with them in February if they're playing like shit. Nope. Nope. I have I have a little bit of patience right now just because it's you're literally so fucked. Literally, but. the only thing you can do right now is be patient and wait. That is the name of the game right now. Yeah. So um, we'll be patient. Quick predictions for the rest of these games until we record again. And you'll hear us on Sunday after uh, – well, after – Friday's game. Boston, what what's the final score? Uh does not matter. <laughs> I'm just going to go simple. I think 5-1 Boston. I think they get out to an early three-goal lead and they kind of do what they did in the third period against us last time and just kind of coast through the motions. Yeah. Um I, it does not matter to me as long as you are putting up a fight. I'd like I mean I'd like for it to look respectable if you can get that there. If you can make it 4-2, 3-2, got God forbid overtime you get a point out of this game. Somehow, I would love it if they're able to do that. Show me some fire, show me some energy, show me some bite, and I'll be happy. That's all I ask for from this game. I don't care if it's six to nothing. I want you to just piss them off so much, more than anything. Just send a message that this is not going to be a guaranteed two points against the Avs. And if you are going to win, it's not going to be fun for you. That's all I want to see out of these games. I'm not, I'm not advocating for injuries i want to i want to clear that up i'm not saying go and and hurt charlie mcavoy or hurt brad marchand or anyone like that just be a pest be annoying be tough to play against that be brad marchand (laughs) be what the bruins do every single game just be a pest be annoying be tough to play against and because that's what you have to do right now you're going to have to make these games miserable for other teams to slog to because they're going to be miserable for you. You might as well drag them down to your level right now. Might as well drag them down. Uh, yeah, if this game's even close after the first period, I'm going to count that as a win. Um, Rangers on Friday. The Rangers suck. Like, let's just be real. They stink right now. Uh, they're getting extremely lucky that they are facing the Avs in this current state. Um, so... I think if Igor Shosturkin's in goal, we're, we're fucked. <laughs> there, there's no way this line, this lineup struggled putting two behind him in uh, with McKinnon. Uh, did Val play in that game? I think Val did play in that yeah, game. Val, Val played in that game. Yeah. Like when we were somewhat healthy, this lineup is going to be lucky to get one against the Rangers. But the good news is, is the Rangers can't fucking score either. Uh, I think this game's actually close. I still give the edge to the Rangers just because it's, they have, a team. they have yeah. a team and the avalanche do not. They, 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 they're a team. They have no heartbeat right now. Um, but this is a good get right spot for them. Uh, I, I think this game's gets close. I, I think this game goes to overtime. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I, I think the abs lose two to one in overtime. I would say four to two Rangers win with an empty net. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even thought about that when this game goes, like if one of these games does go to overtime, who are the three you throw out there? I think you have to go Rantanen, Rantanen McCarr, and Taves. Yeah, Rantanen, McCarr, possibly Taze, probably Newhook. Yeah, probably Newhook at some point. But, I mean, Comfer in his one little overtime stint against Carolina was pretty good. Maybe you get yeah. him. It's going to be interesting. But here's the thing. I'm looking at uh, my fantasy team, which sucks, by the way. Um, they have Arturi Lekkinen as day-to-day. I... Sure. So, I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll both, maybe we'll both be so surprised when Lecky's playing tomorrow night. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool if Lecky plays. But I am not getting any sort of hopes up that we're going to get any good news for the next little bit. Because no. right now, getting your expectations high for anything, you are setting yourself up to be very disappointed. Very disappointed. This is very, not very the time to expect anything. From yeah. you. you just, you hope for a fight every single night. You're hoping that they put up a fight. This is not an NHL team right now. They're missing their entirety of their top six from opening night. Plus their captain has not played all season. Plus they're missing their second pair on defense. 
this is not a team at the moment. This is survival mode. And survive we will. I certainly Did you see that that uh you know a guy we could pick up on waivers? I saw some people talking about it. Dominic Tome Donato was placed on waivers. He used to play for the Avs. Maybe we go get him. You know what? Maybe right now, what do you have to lose? <laughs> what do you have to lose? I, like I'm saying, man, what, what's Gabriel Bork up to? What's Sven Andrigetto up to? What is it, what's uh, everyone up to at the moment? We got some we got plenty of LTIR cap space. Yeah. You know, yeah, we can just we can just cut them afterwards. So See what those guys are up to. See if they want to uh, play. Also, they just showed like the Maple Leafs injuries, and I imagine they're talking about how the Maple Leafs are fighting through injuries right now. Like, fuck off. Like, um, it's like every time I watch the Caps, like, oh, the Caps are struggling through injuries right now, which they are. But I'm also like, you cannot even say anything right We're now. We're missing five of our top six forwards. Five. Five. And that's not even the end of the list. That's yeah. half of the list. It's half the list. So, oh my God, Dallas has 92 shot attempts tonight. Good on Matt Murray. And zero um, goals. Zero goals. But uh, yeah, I, I, this episode was going to be depressing. I'm trying my best to stay positive because it is fucking December 6th uh, at the time we're recording this. So we're going to be okay. It's just, you got to survive. Just win five games in the month of December and that's a big win for you. Yep. I mean, it's like I said, this could be worse. You have Boston tomorrow, today by the time you're listening to this, and the Rangers after that, probably not going to be pretty. Then you have the Blues in St. Louis on Sunday. With the you, way Jordan Bennington's playing, you never know. Bennington's playing, you have a shot. That guy is sub 850 in his last five games. I, this guy only plays good against the Avs because he's just a petty little baby, and even his teammates are sick of his shit. So yeah. you've, got, you've got a shot. If Jordan Bennington's playing the way he's playing – you have a chance to put up four goals, which might be enough. Then after that, Flyers, Buffalo, Nashville, Islanders, Montreal, all at home. Then another one against Nashville on the road, Christmas break, Arizona, LA, Toronto. You have a shot, I'd say, in just about all of those games. A shot. Not, Not all of them are good, but you have a shot at winning those games. And again, for the rest of the month, you have three road games and seven home games. And, and if you look I, at Actually, I'm it, wrong. You have nine home games because I'm not even including the, the two coming up. So you have nine home games and three road games. At least you're going to be home for the most part. And if you look at the timetable for some of these guys returning, Evan Rodriguez could be back at the end of that week when we go after Christmas break. That could get Evan Rodriguez back. Bo Byram, like you said, you you hope he's close. Uh, Val Nachushkin skating. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Val before the end of the month. Well, I, th- I think Val will be first. Yeah. Val or Byram will be first. You have a chance Darren Helms coming back soon. But like the only player who could who's probably who isn't going to return in the month of December is Nathan McKinnon yes. and Gabriel Landeskog. Landis- but Landeskog's not coming back till January. McKinnon's not coming back till January. I'd be surprised if we saw Josh Manson in December. I'll say that. Everyone else? He got hurt in the Buffalo game. Yeah, Buffalo game is when he got hurt. They estimate, what, four weeks on that? Four to six weeks? Week to week, which is generally not optimistic. I think that means like two to four weeks is probably probably the case. Four weeks. Hopefully you see him in December, but we could be getting out of here playing the Leafs on New Year's Eve, talking about like, wow, that really wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, it's possible. So there's guys, there's timetables for these guys to return. Um, and we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be tough, but if any team can do this, it's the fucking Avs. So I got faith. I'm not going to give up hope. Tomorrow, today's game, by the time I was in Boston, is going to be fucking brutal. Just prepare Avs fans. It's going to be an absolute shit show. But after that, you have a chance. You have a chance. That's really all you can ask for right now is you just give yourself a chance every night. It's going to be tough. There's no two ways about it. We've said it a million times. It's going to be tough. You're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. But maybe you get some good news on Lekkonen, and maybe he's back next week-ish. You get Nachushkin back. Soon after that, all of a sudden, two of your hardest-working players are back in the lineup. You give it a couple more games. Maybe you have one competent line at that point. <laughs> and then maybe after that, you can throw Byram out there after a couple of games. 
Maybe we're talking about Helm coming back sooner than later. Evan Rodriguez, maybe more towards the end of the month. Maybe every week we can we get one guy back. Another piece to the lineup. Slowly but surely by the all-star break, the abs are back. Then you have that break. And then you really got to kick this thing into overdrive. Correct. So I'm not going to give up hope. No, gonna be I'm going. never going to give up hope on this team until it is game 82 and they're out of the playoffs or they have lost four games in the playoffs. This team has shown me nothing but reasons to believe in their ability to handle things. But on like a devil's advocate side, if this is a year to suck and you end up falling, we still have our first round pick. If we get like a top 10 pick, could you if, imagine? If this just utterly spirals out of control. You know, maybe this wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. You, get, you get a top 15 pick and also a like 2% chance to move up 10 spots. Maybe you can turn this into a, a fourth or third overall pick somehow if you get super lucky. And then we also talk coming into the season about like the soft rebuild of the depth and everything. Maybe you get it in the off season and you revamp a lot of things and you come back and you win every game next year. Yeah, Like it, it would be funny because how funny would it be if we get the number one pick and we got Connor Bedard? The NHL would have to ban that. It There's would, no way they could let that happen. Is not going to happen. But if it did, you fold the league because we win. <laughs> we win the next ten Stanley Cup. We There's no way they could allow that. They, they a, could not allow that to happen. We have a three-year window of Connor Bedard on his entry-level deal. We win all three of those cups without question. The question is, do we even lose four games in that three-year playoffs? That'd be hilarious. Because I remember when we had the Senators' fourth pick, I love Bo Byram, but could you imagine Jack Hughes on this team? (laughs) Could you imagine Jack Hughes on this team? Legitimately unfair. (laughs) Like, they were very close. They had the number one chance to get it. The great thing about that is we got the fourth pick, and we were all, like, all upset about it. We got the second-best player in that We did. We did. Because, like, Kirby Docks, Jerry's still out on him. Um, not Bo Byram, not Bo Byram. Who, who was, Oh, it was Capo Caco. Yeah. Capo Caco. Do you want him? Well, the Rangers cannot develop shit. Yeah. If we got Capo Caco, he'd be sick on. I think, I think if we did get Capo Caco, he wouldn't be Byram, but we'd still be happy with him. He'd be a 20 goal guy with us for sure. For for sure. I I think you could turn him into a 25, 30 goal guy easy. So, but it's, if we're looking like really bad, this team really falls apart. This is probably the best year to do it because all accounts are this is one of the best drafts in the past like 10 years. This is the best so, draft since the McDavid draft. Yeah. So look at it that way. And no one would get the satisfaction of uh, beating us in the playoffs. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. But, Even but then, you can. That's so, I give that like a 2% chance of happening that we miss the playoffs right now. Simply, not, unless it gets worse. And I'm not going to say it's not going to get worse because shut up, Griffin, shut your fucking mouth. But if it does get worse and we lose more guys and these injuries pile up to later and later in the season, maybe you do just, I don't want to say throw in the towel, but maybe just accept reality. But even still right now, we are so far from that point. Oh yeah. I'm still, I I still haven't even given up that we're going to win the central. I'm still, I still believe that we're going to do that. Until the the deficit is too much and we're too far back, I'm still going to believe it well into March, even if we're like eight points back. Agreed. I still believe in this team. I still think that we are going to win the Stanley Cup, especially if we come out of this fine. Like if we come out of this in a playoff spot, then we're getting guys back and then we're steamrolling. Why would I have any reason to think that we're not going to win? Yeah, we'll be good. So it's it'll be fine. Just got to take a deep breath. But uh We'll be back on Sunday recapping these two games. I, I don't imagine them going well, but we'll be back um, unless you have anything else. I don't think I do. And you know what? I don't think I want to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> we'll just jinx it. So we're, we're going to wrap it here. Yeah. So again, thank you all so very much for tuning in to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast it's rough out here sometimes and it's not going to get any easier for the next little bit. But again, we really appreciate you all tuning in time after time. Again, uh, if you want to support the show, use promo code teledabs. It is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. 
just a good if you want to go see the abs or i'm sorry <clears throat> the eagles excuse me <laughs> if you want to go see the eagles play at ball arena you can use promo code teledabs it is to get 20 dollars off your first order of 50 dollars or more and you know what most tickets cost more than 50 dollars anyway so you don't even have to do any of that you're just getting 20 dollars off your first order it's free money for you it supports the show and we would appreciate it if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay, and you can follow the show at tell it as it is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. Please stay safe. Do not get injured and keep an eye for your emails just in case Joe Sackick emails you saying that, Hey, you got to lace up tonight. So keep, keep an eye on everything make sure you're buckled up whenever you're in your car, all that stuff. I'm not your mom. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but thank you so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs. Abs.